0: Here's Hackenberg. He's going to go for it right here. And Robinson comes down with it!
1: At the one-yard line! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Real Steel Podcast, where we talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. No BS, just the real steel. I'm your host, Jeff Schmidt, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Polt. How you doing today, buddy?
0: Hey, man. Doing well. It's draft week. Uh, Steelers have been making moves, so I'm doing pretty well. How are you?
1: I'm good. It's an exciting time to be a Steelers fan. It's an exciting week to be a Steelers fan. We got some good stuff that we can bring our listeners. We were unable to secure a guest for this week. Um, hopefully, we'll get there at some point. Um, so thank you, as always, to our listeners for just tuning in and, and listening to me and Pol, Uh you know, take you through 30 minutes or 45 minutes, however long these end up being uh, of your day. We appreciate our listeners. So, uh, yeah. Like I said, we got a good one today. We're going to talk about some of the latest moves we made, do a little bit of pre-draft talk, not anything like a mock, but uh, just chat for a little bit, and then uh, we'll look forward to, to what's coming this week. So, How's that sound to you?
0: Sounds great. Want to start right. with the, the big news? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Why don't you introduce it? Yeah. All right. So uh, if you haven't seen in the past, I think it was this past week, uh, the Steelers went out and made a trade um, and they traded for wide receiver Allen Robinson from the Los Angeles Rams uh, for any Penn Staters that listen. He's an ex Penn Stater as well. Uh, And we gave up a, what was it? A seventh round. We did a seventh round pick swap. So we moved back in the seventh round this year. The Rams moved up and then we got Allen Robinson as well. And I think that's a pretty big move.
1: It was basically like a trade that was the Steelers, we get Allen Robinson and the Rams, you get nothing. Right. It's pretty awesome. And and we're getting him on a cheap deal. Um, so this is something that I think Polt and I have kind of talked about a little bit is the Steelers have made a, a ton of moves this offseason as we've seen, right? I think this is one of the, the offseasons where we've, you know, had a lot more activity than really any other year that I can remember. But there yeah. was like that one missing piece and it was... Do we get a veteran wide receiver for this room? It's something that I feel we, we needed pretty strongly. And Definitely. so, um, this was a really, really big move by the Steelers. And, and selfishly, Paul and I are both big Allen Robinson fans, um, you know, with the, the Penn State history there. He actually had, I would argue, one of the best plays I've ever seen live uh, against Michigan in the four overtime game. He had what I think a lot of people call the catch yeah. along the sideline and just an, an incredible play um i'm gonna try to uh link it here uh in terms of the intro for this episode so hopefully that will have worked um Mm -hmm. i hear that but so so that's what that sounds coming from but um awesome acquisition i think what about you
0: yeah i mean like you said we needed a veteran presence in the locker room and and this isn't a guy that maybe a couple years ago you could have looked at him as a number one that's not who he is at this point in his career he's still young but um, that's just not who he is, but he, we don't need him to be that we got him to be a number three veteran presence, uh, and probably play in the slot and show Calvin Austin what to do. So we now have a solid four receivers and Pickens, Johnson, Robinson, and, and Austin. And I mean, if you look at, at his stats, 14 of his last 17 touchdowns have been in the red zone. Um, I believe Steelers receivers only had five total touchdowns last year. So hopefully he gives us a good red zone threat and helps us there. And then I also saw, saw something online. I don't know how real this is, but it said something that he was like the the most open receiver on the Rams last year, huh. um, which is interesting. I know Cooper Cup was hurt a lot. But if you look at his stats just on the surface, they don't look that good. But I don't think it was necessarily Allen Robinson's fault. So I think he's been overlooked a little bit. Um, probably wasn't worth the money that the Rams had to, had given him. But he's going to be a solid number three for him. And speaking about money, you said the contract stuff. We ended up working it out that the the Rams ended up paying ten million dollars of his contract. So this year he was owed fifteen million. The Rams are paying ten of that. We're paying five, and then it was supposed to be fifteen next year. We caught it down to ten million next year. So Omar Khan did some some magic with the cap there. And I As think usual. it's overall a really really good move.
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things I've seen floating around recently, and I wanted to, to chat with you for a second here, is now that that move happened, uh, I'm seeing a lot of speculation of Deontay Johnson getting traded. And I personally just don't think that's going to happen at all. I, I think this move was made totally independent of that. You know, I, I think Deontay Johnson is at least going to stay for, you know, the, a year or two and, and see what we get out of him. Um, I, I don't think he's someone that's going to leave just from, you know, a year poor production. Um, and I think, like you said, Allen Robinson it, is a piece that we needed. It's not a replacement piece. It's a piece to kind of fill a yeah. hole this to me is there's this overarching theme that I feel like Omar Khan has looked at our roster and said, we have holes in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven places, whatever that might be. And, and they have gone out and tried to fill each of those holes, at least to an extent so that, you know, we don't have these outstanding needs heading into the draft where, you know, we're going to have to do certain things. Obviously we have needs, Um, But I I feel like our holes are getting filled in a way that, yeah, I feel like we haven't done before as a team.
0: Yeah. And I'll touch on that second thing, second topic first. Uh, In the past, I think we have waited for the draft to fill a lot of the holes, but this year we've been aggressive, like you said. And if we see a hole, we're we're filling it, whether it's through free agencies, re-signings, trades, whatever. And I think that gives us a ton of flexibility going into this week where we don't necessarily have to reach for any certain position. We can actually take the best available position in, in our minds, which is really, really important because you if you have holes, you have to reach and then you don't get good value. And We're flexible now. We can kind of take whoever we want. We obviously have some spots that we'll talk about that we need to fill, but we're in a really good point moving in. But, but just go back to the Deontay Johnson thing. I think it's crazy to think he's going to get traded. I mean, yeah. like I said, Allen Robinson's not a one or a two right now. He is a solid three. He's going to be that slot receiver, which is what we're missing. I, Deontay Johnson is here for the foreseeable future, and and people just have to understand that. Also, the people saying he's going to get traded are also the ones saying that we needed a third receiver. Well, we got it. Why are we trying to trade one of our top two now? Like, I just, I just don't get that. Johnson's been working out with Kenny Pickett and the team all offseason. It's voluntary workouts now, so there are people in the building. He is one of them which is actually people might find that shocking, but he is in the building. So I I think he's totally committed and I don't know why you would, you would get rid of him. I know his money. He's a big, uh, he's worth a lot of money, but he's not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So get to the draft here in a second. I want to ask you if you think that this means the Steelers will still draft a wide receiver or not. Maybe we can just take a pause on that question and, and come back to it as we talk about the draft, but uh one other thing on alan robinson that i think is crazy is i, I saw a stat that he's in like the the lowest five percent of receivers in the nfl in terms of like he yeah. he grabs the ball and he holds on to it he's, he's got, got hands, hands, hands big wingspan i, I think he's six three so he's a pretty sizable guy he's going to be as you mentioned a red zone target um hopefully you know i, I think what we missed um this is having that really like gritty tough guy out of the slot sometimes, and just being able to you know yeah. run a curl route for eight yards and get a first down, um, and put your head down. And I think Alan Robinson might be able to do that. You uh, run a couple yards forwards and, and and get us a couple a couple first downs on you know some third third and longs or something like that. Um, I'm just excited to see him play. It's a good, I wouldn't call it a homecoming for for you and I, Holt, but uh, he did post on his. And said he's
0: happy to be back in Pennsylvania. So, there's that. Definitely. To say yeah, that. and that is the key thing. I mean, I don't have the numbers. I wish I did, but he has played like at least I think 50% of his snaps or something in the slot the last couple of years. So, he is used to the slot and I think that's where we're going to we're going to use him this year. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's talk
1: really briefly about some of the other acquisitions we've made since our um, our last episode. I have three players here I just want to talk about briefly. Armon Watts, a defensive tackle that we signed for a year. Tanner Muse is a linebacker that we also signed for a year. And then Brayden Mann, a punter that we claimed off of waivers from the New York Jets. So I think what I see from, from these three acquisitions in particular, and even looking at some of the you know, players we brought in to build the offensive line is that um, our front office is really, you know, building depth and encouraging um, competition at some of these positions, right? I mean, yeah. you look at what we're doing to, to bring in a, um, a punter here to kind of uh, go out and compete. Um, and, and I think that's going to be special and really important for the development in our punting unit. And I think the same thing is going to happen here at linebacker and for special teams roles and and defensive tackles. Do you want to talk any uh, any of these guys in particular, Watchman or Man?
0: Oh yeah, I mean it's kind of like what we talked about. They they see that there's areas we can get better. And punter has been something we've talked about. And Press had a better year last year, but if you look at the stats, Braden Man has he averaged three more yards uh, gross punting average in 2021 than Harvin. And it was like two and a half more yards than, than Harvin last year. So, I mean, it's, that might not seem like a big deal, but, but it is. So bringing another guy for competition, he's a veteran. We'll see what happens. It's not a spot. It's not a flashy move, but it's a, it's an interesting one. And then you go with Armand Watts. He has a uh, 22 career starts. I think he started 17 games last or 12 gate 12 the 17 for the bears last year. Um, I believe the Steelers looked into him pretty, pretty extensively when he came out of Arkansas uh, as a one-year starter. So it's again going back into he they, they use these draft pro- the draft process to look at guys for the future as well, which is important to know. So nothing crazy. He has six sacks, um, two sacks in his first first two years, and then or some yeah. So I mean he's not going to two sacks in his first two years. He had six in his last two. Nothing crazy, um, but he'll give us some good depth. And then Tanner Muse is more of a special teams guy. Uh, we've kind of talked about how they don't really have special teams guys because they're all a lot of they lost a lot of them in free agency. Tanner Muse is a, is a guy that they're bringing in to be one of their core special teamers. So I, I like the signing. They're all for pretty cheap money and you know just again filling whole special teams is a problem right now for us so
1: yeah i just think it's important here to build on some of what you're saying with with tanner muse in particular as being a special teamer he was like a, a pretty early draft pick uh in 2020 he was a, a stud at clemson he had a really good combine um and i think was supposed to be a a pretty promising player in the NFL. And I, I had read that he had an injury and then COVID kind of messed with his rookie season and there was a coaching change in Vegas. So there were a few things that, that happened for, you know, how his career didn't necessarily work out in, in the past couple of years. So hopefully this is a fresh start for him um, as much as it is an improvement for our team too. And and maybe, you know, he's steps into a role that, you know, on special teams, we get a lot out of him. I, I think, some of our past episodes we've talked about, you know, um, guys like Benny Snell um, and, and Marcus Allen and some of these, yeah. you know, special teams contributors. And um, we got some work to do on that side of the ball too, right? Some, some people still left to sign and, and bring in and see what our rookie class does in terms of contributing there. So um, I, I like these signings. Like we said, just building depth and, and encouraging competition. I mean, Armand Watts could step in. He's a guy that has a few sacks in his career. He could, you know, um, come come right in and, and make an impact. And and then Brayden Mann. I mean, yeah, give some some really good competition um, at, at the punting unit. I think that's going to be so helpful for Presley Harvin. And I think we were expecting a lot out of him. He has gotten better, but there's a lot of room to grow. And yeah. um, maybe he's the guy, maybe he's not the guy. So um, I'm excited with these acquisitions. I, I think it's all good stuff for our team.
0: Yeah, completely agree. All right.
1: So you want to talk draft? I think it's finally that time, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. let's move into it. All right, yeah, let's move into it. So uh, this week marks the, the start of the 2023 NFL draft. It's in Kansas City this year, and the Steelers have a lot of quality capital um, in this draft. So seven total picks. We have three inside of the top 50. So that's pick 17. That's based on how we finished um, last season or the 2022 season. We have pick number 32. That's the first pick in the second round. That's from our trade to Chicago in return for Chase Claypool. Um, And then we have pick 49 later in the second round. So um, three really draft picks. Following that, um, we have a a pick in the third round, a fourth round, and then we have two picks in the seventh round. So I just wanted to note there, we traded away our fifth round pick. That was for Akella Witherspoon. And uh, we traded away our sixth round pick. That was for Malik. So even so three really early picks another uh, in the third and fourth and then two in the seven. And, and, you know, the Steelers, oftentimes we trade some of those later picks too and do swaps yeah. and, and who knows what will happen with those. But um, it's a really exciting year for us to, to build and fill more of those gaps. I wouldn't even call them holes now. Maybe they're just, you know, smaller gaps that, you know, now we can kind of just build to and, and young guys might be able to, to really make an impact at some of these positions. So um let's start talking about this just by by thinking you know given our acquisitions um and and the offseason moves we've made what do you think is is our biggest need at this point like where do you think we should make a a move in terms of you know round 1 and round 2 with those really early picks
0: I think there's there's four main positions uh and I think the top two are the the biggest and the most obvious we we definitely need another cornerback um I think that's pretty pretty obvious uh, and then we need an offensive tackle, I think, to to get Dan Moore out of the starting lineup. Not that he played poorly, but he didn't play as well as we could have used. So it'd be nice to get a, a new guy there. What are the other two that you that you think? I, I think D tackle because we need more um we need more depth again. We run out of we run out of depth, and we don't have that many guys. And then and then the edge. We don't have a third we don't have a third guy behind Watt and Highsmith. So it'd be good to get a, another edge person. Yeah, and as you say that, it just brings up uh, Bud Dupree.
1: For for those who didn't see or didn't uh, you know hear about that, we um, we had been talking a little bit in terms of if, if there was a possible reunion here for him. We brought him in for a visit. looked like it could have happened, but um, don't know if he didn't pass a physical or if the Steelers just didn't want to pay him enough. But he actually ended up signing with the Atlanta Falcons. So Bud Dupree won't be a Pittsburgh Steeler again. Um, so unfortunate there. But yeah, I, I think with that they recognize that there is a need at edge. Um, Definitely. I, think, I think that shows that. So uh, I, I don't. And those really early picks on that position, but I, I feel like we're going to pick there. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I think a tackle is a, is a strong need. And um, I, I feel like a, a cornerback is our number one need, given some of these moves we made at the offensive line. Yeah. Um, and we've even brought in a few starting caliber players. Um, so I think that if I had to rank them, corner would be our our biggest need, our number one. Um, And that's where I could see us going. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a a tackle either in terms of just that that first pick at 17.
0: Yeah, I hate to just agree with you, but I mean, I'm with you. I think corner is the most important, but I don't think that's where they're going to go in the first. And, And I think there's a little bit and we can get into 17 here in a second. But I think there's the reason behind that is there's a huge drop off after the top three or four offensive tackles. But corners really deep this year. So I think that's partly why they might wait till 32 or 49 to get a corner as opposed to getting an offensive tackle in the first round.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of really good corners. And we mentioned some of their names, I think, on on previous episodes. Um, But at 17, I I think, you know, we probably won't dig into a lot of these individual players. To be honest with you guys, Polt and I don't really, you know, know all of these different individuals but there's there's one guy that as of late it seems like it's it's really standing out that there's a potential for him to land in pittsburgh at at pick 17 and that's darnell Wright. he's a tackle from from tennessee um really big guy we brought him in for a visit just seems like he he could fit on our team and and he could be available at pick 17 um, have you heard anything in, in
0: particular about Darnell Wright, or you know anything about him offhand? Yeah, I mean, he gets really solid grades. He's uh, he's pretty much the consensus number four offensive tackle uh, in draft rankings. Uh, he's a good player. The thing is, though, his best tape's on the playing right tackle, um, which is where Chuk for plays. Mm-hmm. So if we do take him in the thought is that Chooks is probably going to move the left tackle and, and right will take right tackle. So, it's not a direct fill in for Dan Moore potentially. Now, granted, things can change and the Steelers might have their own own thoughts, but that's what the that's what people in the media think that he would be more of a right tackle than a left tackle.
1: Okay, interesting. So, you think he he would stay at right and and we'd have Chooks make the switch rather than right making the switch. So, so that would be
0: Correct. Um, which i mean again that can change and and nobody knows what the building's actually thinking but this guy is a really really solid player he has a lot of tape against some big-time talent playing in the sec some big-time pass rushers and he he shuts them down so he's a great tackle he'd be he'd be awesome at 17 that is the guy that if you look at mock drafts almost every mock draft right now has us taking darnell right yeah that's what i've seen too and that's why i wanted to bring it up so um
1: Pick seventeen, I think Thursday night. If, if we land a, a solid offensive tackle like like Darnell Wright or um, someone like that on on our team, I think you know at the end of Thursday night we will be a better team,
0: uh, and that, that's what I'm looking forward to. So there, here's the two other things to talk about with at seventeen. So the obvious one, if Joey Porter Jr. is available at seventeen, what do they do? just take him? Yeah, by default. I, I personally don't think I would, especially if Darnell Wright's available. But I mean, he's already said how he wants to be a Steeler. You know, he has the family, the family ties. Are they going to be able to pass him up, or would that be bad? A bad look for them to pass him up.
1: So you think about last year's draft, and I don't know necessarily why my mind was going this way, but uh, with our pick, I was like eighty percent sure that we were going to take Malik Willis. I was, I was like. Convinced yeah. right, that it was going to happen or maybe as convinced as I could be like not fully knowing the, the story. Um, and I was pretty surprised when, when we took Kenny, right? And it, it seemed like the Steelers pretty much just said no one knew what we were going to do. Like we played this yeah. off so well. And um, it, it was interesting, right? Because Willis fell quite a good bit and he's shown that, you know, he definitely needs development. Um, might not be who... You know, everyone thought he was going to be. So it was a good move by the Steelers to pass up on him. And Kenny, obviously yeah. was the right, right, you know, the right pick. So I'm, I'm just trying to put that in perspective of Kenny kind of being like the hometown guy, like in our backyard. We knew what we were going to get with him. And I almost wonder if Joey Porter's the same way. Right. right. You know, he has that history with with his father and, and just kind of being a Penn State guy right in the backyard as well. Um but, but, there has been a lot of, I guess, speculation around the Steelers drafting him. So, yeah. I, I really don't know. It's so hard as an outsider, even for someone, you know like us that, that up on stuff all the time and and people make these mock drafts and we watch them or we we follow them. It's so hard to actually tell what we're gonna do. So I have no idea if we actually would take Joey Porter Jr. or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, this time of year is all about smoke screens and lying. I mean, you talked to GMs. I think there was a GM. Uh, it might have been the Colts GM that came out this week and said, "Yeah, everybody's lying." I mean, that—that's what you do during this year because you want to get people off your scent. And and, and so, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they could take Porter. We do have a huge need, like we both said, corners are number one need at at seventeen. But I, I don't know. I feel like I'd much rather have the the tackle. So then that goes into the second big question: yep, Do we here. trade up? Yeah. I mean, that's been a theme that's going around the media right now. Uh, people – I think Peter King with NBC mentioned that we potentially could trade up to get Jalen Carter, uh, defensive tackle from Georgia, who people say is the best defensive player in the draft, but he has the off-the-field issues, sure. um, which is why he might drop. So there's that. I don't think we would do that. I don't think we would trade up for a defensive tackle. But then the other guy is, do we trade up for one of the top tackles, uh, offensive tackles? Do we trade up for a guy like Paris Johnson mm-hmm. from – from Ohio state or Broderick Jones from Georgia. Some of these guys that we just really like, and the only way we're going to get them is trading up. So I don't know. Do you think that's a top 10 top 12? Yeah. I think you got to get in front of the jets at 12. So, or 13. So you got to get around that 10, 12 range to probably get the best, the, the tackle you want. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, when was the last time we traded up? Was it for Devin Bush? That was the last yeah. time we, we traded up, and um, we've we've done that in the past, right? I mean, Paul Amalu was a trade Paul up. Paul Amalu, we traded up. Yeah, so I mean, it's and and with you know the guys who are, are running our front offense, I think anything is on the table. Quite frankly, yeah, um, who knows what could happen? So uh, I'll be chomping at the bit on Thursday. I'm excited just to see what this this
0: first move is, and and you know, see how it pans out. Yeah, if I, if my opinion is, I don't think they trade 17. I think they sit at 17, unless now if there's a run on tackles, if the first three go off the board, a couple picks before them, they might move up just to make sure they get darn out right. But otherwise, I really don't see them trading 17. Now, one of those second round picks, 32 or 49. Yes, I could see them maybe trading back or, or something with that. Um, but I don't think they trade on Thursday night.
1: Uh, so I, I think I like that you bring that up. Pick thirty-two, which is a really, really interesting pick this year, because we know that so the Dolphins have have lost their first-round pick. So there's only thirty-one in the first round. So pick thirty-two is the first pick of the second round on Friday. And to me, after everything happens on Thursday and Thursday night, you go, you have all these teams going into Friday, right? And they're kind of eyeing up who's left on the board and and who yeah. they value as round one talent that's still there in round two. And if the Steelers are in a really good place and we get someone we really like or really are comfortable with, I can 100% see them saying, yeah, we can back off of 32 and and maybe we get a few extra picks. Or quite frankly, yeah. we, we get something. Um, that to me is not out of the question. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I think that is the most likely pick that we trade. Yeah. Um, and that's just saying that not knowing what happens in rounds four and
0: five and six and seven, right? Well, that's the big thing to know. If the people that look into the draft, they've said rounds two and three are really, really strong this year. And there's a lot of solid, solid players that are going to go in that second and third round. So if you trade back at 32 and acquire more picks this year, you can acquire more solid players other than just like one really good guy at 32. So I, I could see them definitely doing that if they don't trade it, Assuming they go offensive tackle in the first round, I think it's I think it's a corner at thirty-two. I think it's going to be a Deontay Banks from Maryland if he's not gone, or a Brian Branch from Alabama, who who both are pretty good corners. Brian Branch might have to play safety, but he could maybe be your your slot corner, and uh, I think that's definitely what they're looking at at thirty-two. The other name, I guess you could say, is Brian Breesy, a defensive tackle from from uh, Clemson. If he falls to the second round, they they really like the kid. Um, they've talked to him a lot in this pre-draft visit and process. So I think those are the three names to look for. I, I really do think it's a cornerback at 32 if they stay at that pick, assuming they don't take one in the first round.
1: Yeah, and I'll add one more. Keely Ringo is a name, too, from, from yes. Georgia. I think he's um, maybe viewed a little bit more of a of a sleeper. Um, yeah, but I think he's a name that we could probably and, watch as well. And
0: Ringo fills the need of he's a bigger guy that could play a pretty good slot corner cover big tight cover tight ends or big receivers in the slot. So he that is a need we have with Arthur Maletta as our only slot corner. Yeah, no good point.
1: So wh- I, I want to revisit this question that I brought up earlier. Um, so, OK, oh, go ahead.
0: you going oh, oh, to you're go. gonna, before we move away from cornerback, I just have one question for you. Yeah, are you? Does our prior cornerback drafting history scare you? Yeah. Let me let me read off the last five corners we've drafted early in the draft. Okay. We drafted Justin Lane in the third round. Yep. Cam Sutton in the third round. Okay. Artie Burns in the first, Senquez Golson in the second, and Doran Grant, who personally I have no idea. I've never heard of him in the fourth. Those are our last five guys we've drafted in the first four rounds. Um Cam Sutton out of all of them is the only one that really panned out. So does that scare you?
1: I just have PTSD over Artie Burns personally. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: I think he's probably in the past 10 years our worst first-round pick or maybe our second worst.
0: Jarvis Jones. Behind
1: Jarvis Jones. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Artie Burns gives me PTSD, and there was a lot of hype around him. I think he was coming out of Miami, right? Yeah, A lot of hype around him. And um, he's still floating around in the league somewhere. But um, – uh yeah I guess it scares me but I think that what you mentioned in terms of this year's draft class especially around corners is really really strong and I don't want to say that you know you can't really mess up because you definitely can mess up but I think if, if we're gonna spend an earlier round pick and and we get one of those few guys that we mentioned. I th- yeah. think we'll be in good shape. I think they're really big, a lot of talent, a lot of talent. These guys performed really well at the combine. A lot of them have really good tape. Um, yeah, there's there's really great stuff. I mean, um, it would be really cool if Devin Witherspoon, or he's out of Illinois. Who's the guy from Oregon?
0: Christian Gonzalez.
1: Yeah, like these guys are probably going to go top ten or something. But yeah, who knows? Like you said, this is all about teams just lying and and throwing smoke screens and like who knows what could happen maybe we see some of these guys fall and there's a christian gonzalez there or maybe we trade up to get someone like him who i don't
0: know Um, yeah i will say that's definitely why my i'm a little fearful of the cornerback and that's definitely partly why i'm i would rather them go tackle in the first round but they're going to take a cornerback i think it's guaranteed they're going to take one in in the first or second round so yeah by friday so i I just hope they get somebody that they really like and 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 that pans out but sorry we can we can move back to your other question
1: yeah well so I, i have two questions i think the the first one i'm gonna say or i was gonna say is all right so assuming we probably get a tackle in a corner with our first two picks, whether we trade away 32 or not, maybe we have another pick on Friday, whatever it might be, but we then have, you know, round three and four picks. Do you think that's where we go defensive tackle and edge?
0: Yeah, I actually had that written down. Do we go edge or D tackle first? Um, I definitely think that third pick wherever we take it is going to be a defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, I think edge is going to be addressed a little bit later in the draft four or five. I think there's maybe some guys out there in free agency they could still pick up, but we want to get some, we have some older defensive tackles, so we need to get some youth youth into that, into that position group. So I think D tackles definitely that third pick. That's, I think that's what they're aiming for, whether they do it or not. I, I think that's the goal at least.
1: Because I've seen a lot of, of, of drafts, mock drafts here and, and different experts that come in pretty hot and say round three or four, A wide receiver even after the position which to me is is pretty interesting i mean the steelers it seems like we always draft a wide receiver yeah and we're pretty good at it we're pretty good at finding wide receiver talent um but i don't know if you want to spend a round three or round four pick on a wide receiver when we could do things like a corner an offensive tackle right a defensive tackle um, and an edge, or or you know, an outside linebacker type. I I think those are probably better roles to fill at the moment. Um, but yeah, that was that was my question: is do you think we draft a wide receiver here? And yeah, and I'm do, glad you where.
0: I'm glad you went here because I think I've been in the minority this entire time in the pre-draft bleed up. I don't think from the very beginning. I didn't think we needed a corner in the first three, four, or I'm uh, sorry, a wide receiver in the first three to four rounds. I thought we have. Some solid guys, and I mean, we have three good guys in in Pickens, Johnson, and and I I still have hope in, in Calvin Austin. And then you bring in Allen Robinson, and to me, I think that that just gets rid of any need for a wide receiver. Maybe like a depth guy in six yeah. or seven, but no, I don't think they need one, and I don't think they should take one. It's it goes back to what we talk about. They filled holes in free agency or trades so that they don't have to reach in the draft. If there's somebody they really like late in the draft and go for it, why not? We have a good eye for, for receivers, but I would not waste one of our top four picks on it because we, we have other more, more important, bigger needs or bigger holes on the team. So no, I don't think they should. And I don't think they will.
1: Yeah. I, I'm with you there. So just really briefly, we can hit on the four guys that you mentioned, right? And we have absolutely no idea. We've said this time and time again, in calvin austin but he has been hyped up yeah. like crazy and we are both very very excited to see and he's
0: him. another guy there for voluntary workouts and has been working out with Pickett all all offseason as
1: well so yeah, that's, that's good right so so we have off calvin austin alan robinson george pickens deontay johnson like you said those four guys i would honestly anticipate that they probably each get 20 plus catches this year yeah hopefully right um that that's kind of where i see that the other guys um that are worth mentioning anthony miller we've talked about anthony miller before we signed him again for another year he's he he was a, a pretty good wide receiver when he played for the bears and i think he just never really had his chance he's probably had injuries and probably has flirted with practice squads and active rosters yeah. um he he's a guy that's still there we can't forget about gunner he's gunner Olszewski is still on our roster so, so Gunner's still there, um, and then we have a couple guys that we have at least seen in the preseason, or maybe they're kind of a guy that gets elevated, like a, a Cody White type guy, Miles Boykin, right? He's still yeah. a free agent that we could sign and bring on, and we know he has special teams value. So there is a lot of depth already at the wide receiver um, role or in that room, and to me, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we take a wide receiver later in the draft, but I think it would... More than it needs to be. I think my opinion probably would have changed if if Alan Robinson didn't come in. If he did, I I would think we're we're picking one, and I don't know if it's three, four, or seven, whatever. But now that he's here, I think I think if I was a betting man, I would not bet on us taking one. But I say
0: that with also saying, I wouldn't be surprised if we do. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Anthony Miller. I completely forgot about him. They loved him in last year preseason before he got hurt. So I think he'll play a role. I think he'll be the return guy. Um, Gunner, oh, you think I, so? I could see Anthony Miller. He was returning punts in, in preseason last year and did really well. Supposedly, so I don't know. Maybe not, but I completely forgot about Gunner. I'm not happy you brought him up. I wanted to forget that he was what on do the think team. What but... you going to happen with him?
1: This is another question. I know we're talking about draft, but it's like. We have some of these guys, like like Gunner, that we thought we were probably going to cut Mitch. Well, you haven't heard anything on restructuring Mitch. like No,
0: well, Mitch is gone. Mitch is a free agent. Oh, Mitch, I'm sorry. Mitch, oh, I'm thinking of Mason, Mason. Rudolph. Yeah, right. Mitch, I, I, I don't think they're going to restructure Mitch. I think they would have done it by this point. Yeah. Gunner is a crazy one. I thought they would have cut him already. But I guess, they again, maybe they like the depth they have and they don't want to lose it. Yeah. Um let me ask you one more question here. This
1: this is back to the draft, but since we just said Mitch, um, you you think Mason is is walking like we're not gonna sign him. Do you think we're gonna draft a quarterback in round seven? I think we do. I think we draft a quarterback in round seven and we just let Mason walk and uh it's it's Kenny Mitch and new guy.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I see Mason coming back either way. Um Maybe another another guy they would pick up if they don't draft somebody. But I, I do tend to agree that in the seventh round, probably, they, they take somebody maybe in the sixth. Um, Clayton Toon's been a guy out of Houston that we had in for a visit and people have brought up as a late-round pick. Um, yeah, I think we'll take somebody. They took a seventh-round pick last year, Ola Dukin, uh, at quarterback. So yeah. And now he has a Super Bowl ring. Right. That's true. I forgot about that. So it's kind of like I, I do think that they're going to take a quarterback to be that third guy to be probably trained up to be the backup yeah. after this next season. So, yeah, yeah I, I would look at that. Clayton, too. there's some guys with value that late in the draft.
1: Yeah. OK, so so let's do this real quick, because, you know, we could probably talk for another hour on this or we could probably talk for another minute on this. Um, I, I think kind of to summarize at least what we've talked about, these these seven picks. Yeah. In, in an ideal world, if we were the GM of the Steelers, with those, here's what I would do. I would take our first five picks. Round one, pick 17, we take an offensive tackle or a corner. And round two, pick 49, you take whatever you don't take there. Pick 32, I'm trading away, and I'm getting either more draft capital or uh, a, a position player or uh, something for next year. I, I would do that, and that I think would be great. And then picks three and four, I think you'd take a, a defensive tackle and an edge. So yeah. I think we're relatively in agreement with that. Who knows what happens with pick 32, maybe something.
0: Yeah, the thing with pick 32 is if, if one of these guys, one of these corners, they didn't take one in the first, if one of them's available, like I said, like a Deontay Banks, a Keeley Ringo, or a Brian Branch, if one of those guys is still available, you have to take them. Yeah. They're just, I mean, there's some, there's some really, really good corners that will go early in the second round. So if they, if there's a guy they like, they have to stay and just take them.
1: Yeah. So ideally by the end of Friday, um, we have built on our offensive line, grabbed a corner, and then into Saturday, we're, we're talking a, an edge and, and, you know, a defensive tackle.
0: Completely agree.
1: Right. So then we have, uh, if that's our round one through four picks, we have two picks left in the seventh. Quarterback and wild card, what do you think?
0: Uh Quarterback and wide receiver.
1: You think a wide receiver?
0: I don't want them to, but I think they take one, yeah. I think there's a couple guys that they've been looking at, and I think that they – uh they might try to get them late in the draft. You know, they they do have some good, they have history taking receivers. I mean, not, it's not just second and third round receivers that they do well on. They, yeah, AB was. I mean, like AB a was round. a sixth rounder. Yeah. I mean, they have some good history of taking guys late. I think they'll take a flyer on somebody. At that point, it's, it, it's, you're hoping they make the team. You're not really expecting a whole lot. So I think they'll take a flyer. Yeah.
1: All right. I, I can see that. Like I said, I, I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Anything else you see uh, crazy happening? Any wild predictions here with, uh, you know, landing anyone in, in particular? I mean, I know we talked about Joey Porter Jr. for a little bit. Yeah, You know, I think it is worth mentioning Nate Herbig, our, our acquisition. Yep. His brother's up in the draft, right? Um, yep. Nick Herbig, I think, is his name. Correct. Um, so we got a thing for brothers. Who knows if that will happen, but uh, – yeah,
0: I don't know yeah you- there's another guy named Zach Pickens. He's a defensive tackle. They they seem to like the P names, so maybe they go get another Pickens. The Killer Peas, that's what we are. Exactly. I think, right? We coined that. Or did we coin something else? Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with we, the Killer Peas. If you don't P's. remember, clearly we
1: didn't even coin it. but Yeah. Um, I was going with the Killer Peas, but Najee just – I like it. We, we got to find something for Najee to be able to, to fit in there.
0: Um, Pickens pick it, Pat.
1: Yeah, Pickens, Pickett,
0: and Pat, um, and Patrick Peterson, and yeah, and Patrick
1: Peterson. but cool, man. Well, this hey, one prepared. more thing
0: before we get out of here. Yeah, and this is this is totally off topic, but if you have not seen, it looks like the ketchup bottles are being returned to the scoreboard Uh-oh. at Ackershaw Stadium, and I will be there next weekend, and I will report back on if they are up or not. Okay, please do. I I'm saw excited. Yeah, too. That makes me happy that they're putting it back. There was enough outrage from the fans that they they're bringing it back. It was still the Heinz Red Zone. I'm it's still so, the Heinz Red Zone. So I don't know why they got rid of them in the first place, but I'm I'm glad they're bringing them back. That should make all Steelers fans happy. You know I hate
1: ketchup, right? Dead ass.
0: Oh, did you know? Why? That? No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I hate ketchup. I'm a, I'm a true Heinz over everything guy. I don't oh. eat ketchup if it's not Heinz.
1: Well, I hate ketchup, but I, I still get upset with people when they don't pick Heinz. But
0: we could go on for that on a while, but it's a clear difference between Heinz and everything else. I did yeah. a blind taste test, and yeah.
1: yeah. So I hate ketchup, but but I, you know, something about me just loves the the <laughs> drip in the red zone. You know, when it's pouring it's awesome. the ketchup out of the bottles,
0: it's awesome. It, there's nothing better than it. Just the Heinz red zone, and there you go. The ketchup bottles. That's it. That's so it. I'll report back on that if they're actually up or not. Please do. Are you going to a bucko's game? Uh No, they're not in town next weekend. I'm going to a Luke Combs concert at Packer at, Shore. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. Luke, Yeah, Combs. it should be fun.
1: We got some battling buckos. Maybe we'll have to report on those guys too. That's that's pretty exciting to watch as well.
0: Hey, third best team in the majors right now. That's wild. Yeah. All right.
1: Cool, man. Well, good chatting. Thanks for uh, talking some draft stuff. Um,
0: yeah, dude. For the should listener, be a fun week. We'll,
1: we'll come back with uh, an episode at some point here after the draft and kind of recap and I think we'd like to do some stuff in terms of like fully being able to evaluate some of our positional groups and compare them to, to last year's rosters and yeah. uh, see, see how you know things are going to play out and maybe some predictions for camp and roster predictions and stuff like that. So really exciting time. Uh, the NFL draft is finally here and, and can't wait to see what happens this week.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do. Hopefully they address some of these, these holes we were talking about. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well,
1: Thank you to everyone for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back soon, and uh, hope you all have a good week.
0: Yeah, thanks, everyone. Peace. Peace.